0: And this focus on tax-smart investment strategies is all part of the fully integrated planning strategy known as the Madrona Bundle of Services. You'll hear Brian's thoughts on everything impacting your portfolio, from income to taxes, and from growth opportunities to long-term security. This is your source of comprehensive financial information. You'll soon understand why they call it the Madrona Difference. So get ready for an hour full of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. And welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans.
1: Thank you so much and welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services, the show that helps you invest better, live better, retire better, and give better. My name is Jeff Shade and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions, but the words of wisdom and solid advice come from the expert, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPA's Brian Evans. Brian, how are you doing today?
2: Doing great. Thanks, Jeff.
1: Glad to hear it. As always, Brian, hope our listeners are doing well today, too. Always glad to be with you on the radio every week for your fiscal fitness and your financial education. Brian, let's start off this week's show by talking about some current events. And I wrote down a few facts and figures here. Inflation has gone from 2.1%, 2.5%. Now they're reporting 6%. Last week, they were saying 4%. And you have always told me that you thought that they were under reporting inflation.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I, I was reading and I've been, yeah, I've been saying on this show every week for weeks and weeks that these numbers coming out aren't right. They, they just can't be right. I'm pretty good with numbers. So I'm like, well, you know, okay, price are up 4%. As I mentioned on previous shows, I wouldn't notice a 4% price increase. But I'm noticing other things going way up. And so I'm like, it's not four. That's old, old, old numbers, old math, something like that. Prices are way up across the board. There has been such supply chain disruption in virtually everything. Everything is disrupted. And, and the thing about supply chain is if you have 100 components into something you're making and one of them isn't getting there, you can't make the thing anymore. I mean, that's the thing about it. One thing goes wrong, it's kind of like our bodies. I mean, we can have a hundred things going right, but if our white blood cells aren't going okay, or right. if I don't have some enzyme okay, mm-hmm. then it shuts the whole thing down. And that's kind of what we're you know, there's my medical analogy, I guess, for the economy. Right, it's it's getting shut down in many respects because of these disruptions and throw on top of that the employment problems that we have right now, not unemployment problems. I said employment problems that we have right now. They' the prices going up, they're going up much more than anything being reported. Whatever's being reported, forget that, it's higher. Yeah, I mean, look
1: at gasoline. It's up more than 4%, even more than 6%. We talked about lumber before. Lumber has come back down, but who would have thought that if you had invested in lumber and then sold it during the period of time that prices went up there, you'd have made some money.
2: Yeah, I had a, a client that had one of those convenience stores with uh, gas and everything, and right. once the pipelines got shut down, the Keystone, all of that, literally, they raised their prices on gasoline more than 30 consecutive days. And so, yeah, I I don't think that they raised it a hundredth of a percent for 30 no. days. Sounds like a lot more than 4% to me. I mean, you know, so I mean, they were raising it probably a percent a day for 30 days and, and that's 30% right there. So I'm probably understating that even. But uh you're right. I mean, just you look at anything out there, prices are going up and that's tough because, you know, we kind of plan for our retirement. And you think, okay, I just need X amount of money. And it's like, well, if we have inflation for 20 years, you're going to need two to three X the amount of money you think you need today.
1: And here in the Seattle area too, I was reading an article a couple of days ago that talked about the fact that Seattle has become one of the most expensive places to live in the country. The cost of housing has gone up way more than four to 6%. Food, healthcare, gasoline, everything is in the top three as far as Seattle goes. So that 6% inflation certainly does not apply to us here in the Seattle area. But you think back to 1980, inflation was 13% then.
2: Yeah, it was really high inflation. And the bugaboo on that is we had a stagnant economy. So it was, you know, whatever, stagflation. And that is the terrible place to be because, you know, the ho- price of housing, even though the housing might may have been low as a nominal amount, your payment was so high that you couldn't afford really to buy anything. And that's another thing with low interest rates that allows for prices to increase dramatically in the housing markets because you can buy so much more. You can buy, right. you know, if your mortgage is 3% versus 8% versus 18%, you know, you can buy a couple times a house each, each time it clicks down a, a bunch of percentage points. So housing prices are able to go way up because the payment's constant when you have a lowering interest rate.
1: Yeah. And that brings me to the housing market. It is absolutely on fire. I can't remember when the housing market has been like this before. And we were talking off the air about people, you know, buying two houses in order to get one, paying 20, 40, 60% over asking price, $1 million. One man paid over asking price for a high-end house. And uh, I know a financial advisor whose son works for a financial firm that is actually buying up these houses and paying 20, 30% over asking prices. And they're buying tens of thousands of houses across the country to put them into an investment portfolio. Have you heard about
0: that?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, that's one of the investments that I have clients in is as, as something uh, I don't know exactly which one you're talking about. But yeah, there's, there's all kinds of ways to get into real estate. Various kinds of real estate has done quite well, whether, you know, certainly rental houses have done great in most parts of the country. Industrial parks have been uh, doing great because of uh, Internet sales and due to COVID. And we were already going that direction anyway. And then COVID hits and locks us down. So they're booming manufactured part, home parks, you know, where the the land leases and that kind of thing. It could be data storage centers. There's so many areas of the economy in real estate that have also essentially exploded. And one of the biggest reasons, though, for commercial real estate increases is the compression of cap rates. Let me explain that. So it used to be when somebody would go out and buy uh, commercial real estate, well, I got to get eight percent. And so uh, if something was was renting for you know hundred thousand a a year. Then then they do the math and say, okay, I'll pay X amount. And uh, now people are willing to accept four percent. Well, that means that the price, just in this one simple example, is twice as much for that same piece of real estate, just because of investor expectations as to what they need as a return on investment, cash flow wise. So as that expectation lowers the value of the properties goes up even though the rents haven't gone up. So there's you know there's two ways to make a property worth more. Get higher rents or lower your expectations as to <laughs> what you're, you you need to get to sell it or to buy it. Those are two ways that commercial properties increase in value. And so we haven't seen you know we're probably going to see rents go up now you know, with inflation kicking back. Landlords tend to love inflation because their rents can go up but their payment on their loan is generally fixed. Unless they have a variable rate, if you have a fixed payment, that's you like inflation as a landlord. And so we're going to see some interesting things happen across real estate, especially as our expectations lower. I don't know how much lower they're going to get, but we're continuing to see cap rate compression out there.
1: Yeah. And as you said, rents are going to be going up and with these firms buying up all of these properties, certainly they want to rent them out and there isn't enough supply right now in residential real estate for the demand. Do you see that the rental market for real estate is going to be the wave of the future because maybe so many people are going to be priced out of owning a home?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are, there are towns like I've heard in Bellingham, good luck trying to find anything to rent. There just aren't anything. It's like, oh, and so, okay, I'll buy. Well, okay, yeah, well, remember that house that was 400000 a year ago? Well, now it's 700000 Yes, okay, well maybe I won't buy and I can't rent okay maybe I'll live in Sumas and commute to <laughs> Bellingham I don't know' <laughs> so I picked I picked Sumas that's where my mom was born right and grew up but uh, yeah I mean it's really gonna have a lot of domino effects uh, going on from that maybe people aren't going to be able to live where they wanted to live in the past because prices I mean think about it. think about this with employment the way it is and the unemployment checks going out uh, if you own a restaurant in San Francisco or Seattle what the what the heck do you do? You can't find anybody to work and you can't you'd have to pay them 40 bucks an hour and you can't survive on that. Sure. You can't sell a hamburger for, you know, $35. So, you know, what are you going to do? The people that have those jobs can't afford to live there. So, you're going to find somebody desperate for work that's willing to travel. You know, two hour commutes every day so they can go work in a restaurant? No. Can that restaurant worker afford rent? No. Can they afford to buy? No. Can you afford to have your business there anymore? Mm, Probably not. So inflation is up and the housing
1: market is on fire. Employers are looking for people to fill positions. They can't find those interest rates. Still not very good, are they?
2: Yeah. And and yeah, that's the other thing. Uh, Interest rates are being kept down as opposed to inflation, which the Fed doesn't control at all. But interest rates, the, the payments that we receive, interest income on bonds and so forth are being kept down artificially. So a lot of what's going on is our federal government is, you know, monkeying around with a lot of this stuff. We've got, I I heard this stat that there's as many job openings as there are people unemployed. They could completely fill fill all of them up. It's one-to-one. And so we literally don't need to have any unemployment right now, but of course... With unemployment benefits outpacing what they might get to work, then a lot of people are choosing to stay home right now. And so the government is going to, you know, the proposals right now are to flood the system with trillions of dollars of new spending, which will just exacerbate everything that's going on right now that's difficult for people. You flood the markets with that. you talk about inflation, more inflation. You talk about supply and demand imbalances and labor imbalances. That's going to be even worse. Uh, we just I, I, you know I just don't think we need that uh, mm-hmm. kind of stimulus. Uh, you're stimulating something. It's, we're, t- we're sitting here talking about record levels, bidding mm-hmm. up houses, everything is, it's like on super stimulus. So I know let's let's fix that. Let's super stimulate a super stimulated economy. It's like somebody that's, uh, you know, took some speed and drank some Red Bull and six (laughs) cups of coffee. And and now you want to jack them up, you know, it's like, well, wait a second, they're already there. Let's calm this down. So it's like, it's the opposite of what uh, I think should be going on right now. And and I'm kind of worried about what's going to come out of this. I mean, there's always opportunity out of everything. And, you know, uh, for those of us that, you know, bought houses or whatever, we're blessed you know, we're the recipient right, of that, right. but gosh, what about all the people that are trying to buy a house? Sure. Those poor folks and, and the younger generation, I mean, they're, they're going to be aced out of this. I don't think they realize that. They're just like, yeah, let's borrow, borrow, borrow. Sure. Boy, that's going to come back. It's not going to be good. You know? I hear Iowa is a good
1: place to live these days too.
2: <laughs> There's a lot of, uh, you know, what's interesting in all of this, I think yeah. is, you know, for a while it was just, okay, the population centers where the jobs are It's Austin and San Francisco and Seattle and LA and, you know. Certain areas that were just grow, 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 and the rest of the country is kind of left behind, and rural America left behind. Well, now we're seeing a reversal. I don't suspect that San Francisco and so forth are going to see the ever see the rate of growth that they've uh, witnessed over the last 20, 30 years. But we're seeing it in places where you didn't think you used to be able to live, like like Idaho or or Montana or Iowa or wherever, Kansas. You you pick name it. These, I think there's going to be a resurgence for some of the reasons we're talking about. You got to live somewhere. Maybe you can work remotely. If you can't afford a million dollar, you know, teeny tiny house in in a metropolis. Well, you can afford something in, in in another area of the country. I know you certainly uh, have friends in, in in the Midwest there, and right. and that you know that might be a see a resurgence of its own.
1: You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. If you have at least five hundred thousand dollars or more, you're looking to hire a new financial planner, we invite you to check out Madrona Financial Services to get your complimentary, no cost, no obligation financial plan. For our loyal listeners, call eight four four Madrona. That's eight four four M A D ona You can also request your plan online at madronafinancial.com. We'll be right back with more of Growing Your Wealth right after this.
0: Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. will be right back with even more ways to help you stay focused on your retirement goals.
1: When you're researching something, weeding through all the available information can be daunting, especially when it concerns your retirement. What you want is a thorough analysis from an expert, Good news. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services has done that for you in his recently published ebook series, Inside Retirement Investing, Volumes 1, 2, and 3. You can get your free copy by calling 844-MADRONA today or visit madronafinancial.com to download your free copy. The Inside Retirement Investing ebook series covers everything from the basics of retirement planning to investing to taxes and so much more. Call now to secure your free copy, 844-MADRONA. Madrona Financial Services provides a one-stop, integrated approach to retirement planning. Schedule a complimentary, no-obligation financial review to get on the path to achieving your retirement goals and get your free copy of the Inside Retirement Investing eBooks by calling 844-MADRONA, or by visiting madronafinancial.com if the fuel gauge in your car was broken would you know how far you could drive before running out of gas you know not knowing how long your money will last in retirement is a lot like driving a car with a broken fuel gauge you just don't know how far you can go at madrona financial services we want you to know that there's no need to live with the stress of uncertainty at madrona financial we have insurance based solutions that can guarantee lifetime income protect you from market losses and even provide for your loved ones And as a CPA and personal financial specialist, we scrutinize every product we offer. If you want to learn how to create a secure lifetime income stream, protect your money from market losses, provide for your loved ones, and potentially reduce your tax burden, schedule your complimentary meeting today. Call 844-MADRONA or visit us at madronafinancial.com. We'll arrange a meeting at one of our three convenient locations or conduct a virtual meeting if that works better for you. Take control of your financial future. Call 844-MADRONA or visit us online at madronafinancial.com.
0: Tired of getting only half the story? We've got you covered with the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with your host, Brian Evans. Now, here's Brian. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona
2: Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And in this segment, we're going to be talking about a different way to look at financial and retirement planning.
1: And Brian, you know, I had some random thoughts about financial planning this past week as I normally do. And one of them was that real financial planning takes time. It's not scalable. I mean, a lot of firms offer faux financial planning, what I call faux financial planning, where the planning is focused more on investments than your life it's all about the facts and figures. It's all about the numbers. But when I think about going into retirement, and I'm not retired yet. I hope to be one day. But when I think about it, it's more than just how much money I have.
2: Yeah. I mean, we can get focused on, on investments and so forth. And that and there's a place in for that, of course. But yeah, it's sometimes you get too focused and think that that is financial planning. That really isn't. No one, you know, if you think about it, you know, what was your rate of return on your investments eight years ago? Oh, I, I don't know. Eight years from now, you know, are you going to remember what, it, what they were this year? Well, probably not. Is that really going to affect your life? Well, maybe a little bit, but, you know, whether you got, you know, 6% or 12% or 10% or whatever you get, I, I don't know if that's really... The determining factor, because you think about it, and most people that I talk to, whether they have millions of dollars and they're 80 years old or hundreds of thousands, that doesn't really change their life all that much. So the, the amount that you die with, whether it's, you know, X or 20% more or 20% less. probably not that big a deal. It's There's other decisions that go into financial planning. There's so many other attributes of it beyond that. And unfortunately, I think in our industry, there's a couple kinds of advisors. There's those that say, well, I'm going to be a great salesperson and put you 60, 40 stocks and bonds and convince everybody that that's what you need. Or another one, just all stocks or another one, all annuities. You know, everybody needs safety. And they're like, well, no, they don't, but not everybody. So, you know, they, they kind of figure out a box to put everybody in and, and that's, that's to them is financial planning. And to me, that's basic, barely scratching the surface because, you know, once you've decided how much to have in the market, the market's a market and, and it will they'll be you know, somewhat uh, coordinated with returns of other people investing in the market. So there's so much more outside of just the investments that we should be considering.
1: Yeah, we were talking off the air, and I came up with the analogy of a eulogy. At your eulogy, do you really expect the priest, the minister, the rabbi to say, Brian Evans was a great guy. Last year, his equities were up 38%, and he made this much in his money market, (laughs) whatever. you know, made this much in his uh, fixed index annuities and so forth. No, they're really not going to say that. They're going to talk about the person that you were. And you were telling me a story as well, too. I know you meet with a lot of clients, but you talked to me about a story, and I wondered if you could relate that, about a recent client who came in who actually became emotional thinking about that fact.
2: Yeah, there's a couple of stories uh, just from this this week that uh, I want to talk about. It's funny you mentioned that. I've been listening to the, the Bible in a Year by Father Schmitz, and And, uh, I mean, the Solomon stuff and, you know, Solomon, everything is is vanity. Nothing matters in the end. No one's going to remember you later. No one's, you know, all this stuff. He was the richest man in history and supposedly the wisest, too. And he came to the conclusion. And the Hebrew word that they use for vanity is actually vapor. Hmm. So what he's saying is everything is vapor. It's just wind. It doesn't matter in the end other things matter. So all his riches in the world, they didn't make anything better for him necessarily. I mean, he was more in comfort than other people, of course, but to a point, you know, I'm, I'm sure he could have had uh, several several thousands of pounds less of gold and he'd still be in the same place <laughs> that he was before. And the more gold he got, it didn't make him happy. It didn't change anything in his life. And in fact, it probably made him uh, go the wrong way in the later years. So it's interesting to think about your life and, okay, how much of my life is vapor, how, meaningless, won't mean anything when I'm gone, no one is going to remember, and how much of my life is meaningful. It's it's something, am I investing into people or charities or or each other, you know, whatever, whatever it is that is important to you are you making a difference? I mean, we have choices, and, and I wanna talk about that you know, a little bit more and, and maybe use some of these examples of people I've been talking with over the last week.
1: Yeah, and we were talking, too, about what you're doing personally. I mean, we're here with Madrona Financial. You've been in this business for a while, and Madrona Financial is about 20 years old or so. I know that you have really done a lot of things in your life financially, and personally, what you're doing is you're leaving a legacy as well, too, with building a, a library and helping educate people.
2: Yeah, I am uh, putting together a massive library of of very different uh, uh, types of topics in in different ways, whether it's uh, the two-minute features, building those together, videos I'm putting together, webinars. Uh, books from that. I want to kind of take everything that's in my head and, and put it out there. So we're working on that first project that we're working on with some college interns to give them really good experience. Hope to benefit my church, my university, my uh, the Rotary organization, etc. That uh, it's a charitable gifting strategies series of, of videos that I'm putting together, and that I would be able to deliver that to donors to allow them to have tax advantage gifting strategies. So it's not for me to get new clients. I mean, I'm talking about talking to people about giving their money away, not investing it with me. Right. It's the opposite of getting new clients. It's helping out uh, this. And and then, uh, you know, working with young people and and sharing uh, opportunities with them. And, you know, I think it's all good. And and, uh, so there's a lot of things that, that, you know, I'm trying to work on in conjunction with, you know, working at the firm here. But uh, you, you had asked about that meeting. And And basically, you know, what I want to talk today about was, you know, starting with your clean slate. And what I mean by that is, you know, today's the first day of the rest of your life kind of thing. And what we had done is we got together and uh, this person kind of had an idea about, well, I keep doing what I've been doing because I don't know anything else. I said, okay, you know, he was a machinist. And, you know, his retirement age and, and his wife wants to spend more time away with him, but he's just not sure what that looks like. And it's kind of scary for a lot of guys to say, well, I'm not going to do what I've been doing for 40 years. What now? And so we we took a deeper dive into that and, and it came out that he really did have some things he wanted to do. He wanted to invest in charitable gifting a monthly amount anonymously to people and and organizations that he had a you know, that he had a heart for and, and he got emotional about the just thinking about it. And I said, You know, you can make that happen. And we talked about how to make that happen. He was just blown away and you know, he responded to me later, he's like, Wow, I, I just I've been so afraid of the R word, you know, retirement. Then and, and now, I'm looking at everything from a different perspective, and he was just so grateful we could have this kind of deep conversation about what What do you want your life to me, to look like for the next 15 years? He was in his 60s. What do you want it to look like? You can make that happen, and and just having that freedom to think outside of the box. You know, it's not something guys t- tend to talk about when you know around you know, when they're golfing or something. Sure. we don't we don't talk deep. We don't. How many guys do you know, Jeff, that have such great guy friendships? They can talk about anything, you know? I, I don't know that many that I, I would have that kind of deep discussion with. But as a financial planner, I'm able to do that because I understand I'm, I'm there for them, not not from, you know, I'm not focused on, how can I make money off of you? You know, I'm yeah, focused right. on, on how can I make this, help, help you make this a, a great experience for you where you can reinvent your life. Going forward and and reframing the conversation that way is is critical. I I love that aspect of being a financial advisor.
1: In your experience, Brian, is that uncommon that a financial advisor would do something like that the way that you do? I mean, I would think that most of the broker dealers that you see out there basically are just worried about the dollars and cents. How much can we make from you and get you out the door?
2: Well, I would hope that most financial advisors do care about that stuff. And but you know that some of the limiting factors is if we're talking about we were talking about multi generational strategies. And if you're not state planner and income tax planner, all that stuff, you may not know them. And so it might just be a, you know, not every advisor knows all of that stuff. Most of them probably don't. And so that's a big piece of this. I think all of them want to get to know their clients and to some degree. And, you know, some are more focused on money. uh, No question about it. I'd say most of our industry is, that's all they're probably thinking about when they're going to the meeting. How do I close some business and make some money here? And, and what do I need to say and, and to make that happen? Because I know this industry and most of the training is not around technical issues. You would think you go to a financial right. planning conference, you're going to talk about financial planning. No, we don't talk about financial planning at financial planning conferences. We talk about marketing strategies and closing ratios and and how to get new leads and how to close more business and um, it just kind of makes me ill. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't go to a lot of them anymore because it's like, well, I don't really get anything out of it. I, I got to create my own content here, and that's you know the radio show, the articles, the books, and so forth. Because uh, I'm more interested in the financial planning aspect, not not so much, you know, how do I. how do I manipulate somebody into moving their money to me so I can make some more money? I mean, that money comes if you do a good job. And so I just don't focus on that.
1: So at Madrona Financial, it's planning for the whole person, not just the money part of it. If you have at least $500,000 or more to invest, speaking of uh, money, and you would like a financial plan that does incorporate not just the dollars and cents, but also estate planning, legacy planning, all that and more, we invite you to ask for your complimentary free financial plan at Madrona Financial by calling 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. You can also request your plan online at madronafinancial.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. We'll be right back with more of our show
2: after this.
0: Stay tuned for more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show you
2: can't afford to miss. When you need something important done around the house, you call a professional. Why is it when it comes to retirement investments, most people don't know what theirs is built on or even if it's right for them? Find a better way at Madrona Financial Services and bring everything together. Call Madrona Financial Services today for your free retirement readiness review at 844-MADRONA. That's 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com.
1: At Madrona Financial Services, we believe you should never worry about running out of money in retirement. Retirement should be spent doing what you love with the people you love. The CPAs and financial advisors at Padrona Financial Services want you to know that with proper financial planning, that's exactly what you can have. Their goal is to do everything they can to help you achieve a financially secure future. They have many tools and ways to help you reach your retirement goals, from guaranteed lifetime income streams and protection against market losses to alternative real estate investments and strategies to minimize your taxes. With the Madrona Bundle of Services, they have everything you'll need to plan for retirement under one roof. So schedule your complimentary meeting today and get back to enjoying your retirement. Call 844-MADRONA or visit madronafinancial.com. They'll arrange a meeting at one of their three convenient locations or conduct a virtual meeting if that works better for you. Take control of your financial future at madronafinancial.com.
2: Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to continue our discussion about financial planning.
1: And Brian, we were talking first segment. I know people may not hear the entire show. If you're just joining us, we were talking in a previous segment there about financial planning is more than just the facts, the figures, the numbers. It's about who you are, who you want to be, where you're going in life, and the legacy that you leave behind. And Brian, I know that you have a number of appointments every week here with clients. And you told me a story about someone who really got emotional thinking about what their legacy is going to be. Give me another example of a story or client that you may have had that was facing that same decision.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, I'm, I'm having more and more of these meetings because I think that a lot of people have a lot more money than they ever thought they would have. So, a lot of people think, well, I'm just going to have to work my whole life really hard. And just like my parents and grandparents, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now, you know, your real estate's worth millions. Your market investments are way up. And you're going, oh, well, wait a second. I don't have to live the way my parents and grandparents live. So, I have options they didn't have. I didn't think I'd be here. and Now I don't know what to do with myself. And so that, that is happening over and over. So I had another person come in and, and she was telling me about stuff that she, she had a little bit here, a little bit there. And I finally had to stop her. I said, I don't know what this meeting is about. What, what, do you, what do you want to get out of this meeting? And, you know, she wasn't really sure. And, and so we, we were talking a little bit more, and, and she told me, well, I own this house, and I inherited that house, and my second husband has this house, et cetera. And, and so I was like, do you need to decide where you want to live? She goes, yeah, I guess that's it. I need to decide where I'm going to live. And so I said, okay, well, you've got, you know, the sentimental house, the house mm. that you live in now that needs to be fixed up. You've got this other house. Okay. So I, I came up with a, with a, I thought it was a fairly wise question here. And so the question was, if you had a million dollars and didn't own a house, you didn't own the house you inherited, the family house, you didn't own the house you're in, you didn't own this other house. If you had a million dollars in a clean slate, would you buy any of these houses to live in? And she was just looking at me like, oh my gosh, what a great question. I said, yeah, would you buy the house you live in right now knowing it's a, it's a fixer upper and you got to put 400,000 into it to make it nice. Huh? Would you buy the family house with uh, the three flights of stairs Uh and your mid seventies? And you know, is that going to be where you want to live 10 years from now? She goes, huh? Or would you buy another completely different house and where would it be? Would it be where you think you your, your family legacy is or in the town that you st- told me you want to live in here? Oh, what if I had a clean... <laughs> I, I, and it was just mind-blowing to watch the what was happening with her and trying to you know distance herself from what she thought she was supposed to do to right. what do you want to do? Exactly. What does your life look like well, for the next 15 years? You're 75 years old what do you want it to look like? Where do you want it? What's important to you? She goes, what's important to me is where I live. Great. Where and what kind of house does that look like? Is it one of the houses you own today or is it a different house? You have all those options because everything was paid for. She could sell any of them and pay for the new. So she's like, wow. I am going to have to ponder that one. I said, great, that will be the next, that will be the big domino in all this. I'm not going to talk investments with you. I'm not going to talk anything. Let's get, you just told me the most important thing right now in your life is where you live because you don't travel. You're not, you know, you're not doing other things where you're at. So let's make that the best it can be.
1: It sounds like financial planning, at least for you planning for the whole person is as much psychology (laughs) as it is financial (laughs) planning of the dollars and cents.
2: Yeah, yeah, there is a lot to that. And, you know, I have the advantage of, I, I explained, I, I don't have a dog in the race here. I don't know how sentimental your, your family house is. Maybe that is where you should live. You know, if that's what, you have great memories and all of that, that probably is where you should live. And you can deal with the stairs in different ways, whatever. But I don't know how big of a draw that is for you. I don't have any sentimental reaction to drywall nails and you know sure. roofing material, whatever. It's a, <laughs> yeah. it's a building, it's a house. But right. you might, and so that could be a very important consideration. And uh, you know, don't I don't deny that. It's just that, and she might say, you know, if I had it all, to do all over again, I'd buy my mom's house and I would live there because I have great memories there. Great, then keep that house and sell the other ones. Mm-hmm. And then invest that money so you can have more cash flows, do the other things she wanted to do, which was visit her grandkids that are around the country. And so you could, if you you actually had a plan, you could live in the house you want to live in, have enough cash flow to fly first class for the rest of your life, wherever you want to go, and, and have everything you want. The two things you said are important, visiting your grandkids and having the house that you want to live in. And so, great, let's accomplish that goal. Again, this has nothing to do with, well, what percentage do you want in the bond market? And, and do you think the market's gonna crash? You know, it's a, I better get you an annuity. We're not even talking, we, I wouldn't even bring that up. We gotta solve the things in your world that you want. And, and you know, one of the things she said, she needed more cash flow. Great. Mm-hmm. I, I made a note of that, but I'm not talking about that yet until we solve the biggest thing, which is where she was living.
1: Brian, when you do these financial plans and you talk to people, do you often start that way with, let's talk about you, your life, what you want to do, you know, what you want your legacy to be, what you're going to be wanting to give, and then back into the money that it's going to take to do that?
2: Absolutely. In fact, uh, and there's a big process between talking about that and figuring out what to do with the money. The figuring out what to do with the money is kind of at the end. It's kind of the easiest thing, really. The hard part is uh, figuring out what you want, because, again, you have a lot of my people I talk to have options they never thought they'd have. They thought that they were just going to have to work forever and they'd have a simple life in a small house. And now they've got, you know, again, millions of dollars of, of assets, legacy thing. You know, they were like, oh, I didn't inherit any money. And here I am. I'm going to leave millions to mm-hmm. to somebody. I uh, said, so, okay, what do you want that to look like? And and how important is that? Is it the only thing that matters and you want to live frugally like you've been living? Okay, that's fine. But know that that's what you're doing. And a lot of them scratch your head and you know, uh, I... I don't. I, there are things I want to do, but I, I can't get myself to spend it because I'm in this rut. I've been doing things a right. certain way for 40 years. I can't get out of it. So that allows this financial planning process often to go, well, what if? Let's dream. Let's dream big. What if you could reinvent yourself? What if we have a paradigm shift and you, and you have a, a clean slate? What if? What does that look like to you? What could it look like? Can we take steps to get there? So yeah, a lot of you know, financial planning might be life planning. And in our tagline, how to invest better, live better, retire better, and give better, live better. How yeah. can you live better? How can you live the life that you want to live Invest better. Yeah, that's going to be at the end. We'll we'll figure that one out. But live better, give better. What's your legacy? That's what that's talking about, the Mm -hmm. give better part. Uh, And so it's all part of that. And I guess it started with our tagline.
1: Right. And that's really become a mission statement here at Madrona Financial to invest better, live better, retire
2: better and give better. I think that's a very, very good one. Yeah. And even, you know, I left out, retire better. What does your retirement look like? Because it's different than your working years. What do you want it to look like? Now, a lot of people, we've all grown up thinking, well, I guess when I retire, I watch Judge Judy uh, after I get off the golf course. Mm. And then I, I don't know, have a cocktail and go to bed and have an early bird special and go to bed. You know, I don't know. <laughs> and that's, you know, maybe what we were told. But now things are different. People are getting into their retirement years going, there's a lot I could do. Oh yeah, yeah there's a lot out there. there.'s uh, I, there's so I now have options. I have money. I have things that're paid for. I've got I've got legacy opportunities. I didn't know if I had charitable opportunities. I didn't really think about. I, I, you know when I was going up nobody talked about charitable stuff. Sure. I mean we talking about survival. It was about getting through. yeah it was about putting food on the table and making it and paying the bills and yeah. squeaking by. And everybody I knew was squeaking by. Nobody was talking about legacy planning and charitable gifting and donating time and all that. You know, just that just wasn't my experience growing up, probably for a lot of people listening too.
1: Yeah, I was having that conversation with my wife last night, and she was uh, talking about the fact that when her grandparents were our age, she said they were old people. There were a lot of things that they couldn't do. And she said, look at the way we are today, and me particularly. Uh, I mean, I am blessed with good health. And I mean there's so many things that I can do in terms of, you know, just physical activity. So retiring better is different these days because retirement I think used to be, I mean, they counted on it being just a couple of years, but today retirement plans have run out for quite a few years, aren't they?
2: Yeah, they run run out a long time and and that's a great point. I mean, I can't tell you. I mean, seventy five year old people I know and they're just like, I feel great. I'm in great shape. I'm active. Um, you know, I don't know what the future holds, but boy I, I better I better be planning for the long haul and and when we were young nobody was talking about living to be their 90 years old you yeah. know it just didn't happen and people that were 60 were kind of old <laughs> I mean they were, they were like acting old they they lived old and and that's just not the case anymore. I mean 60 year old is young now and it, oh yeah and, and so it's like wow, everything's changed so again invest better great we, we can get that right. But live better, retire better, give better, your legacy, all those things. That to me is financial planning. and I'm, I'm glad we, we pulled that out of here because it's not just invest better. Gee, buy you know tech stocks and don't buy oil stocks or vice versa or whatever. You know that's not what we talk about on this show.
1: If you'd like a financial plan with Madrona Financial Services, maybe you've got a financial advisor and you'd like another set of eyes on that. Maybe you don't have a plan. You want a first plan that takes into account the whole person. Once again, we invite you to get that plan here at Madrona Financial. No cost, no obligation. Call 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Check out the firm online and request your plan there too. It's madronafinancial.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. We'll be
0: right back with the rest of our show after this. Discussing the financial issues that matter most to you. We'll be right back with more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Time for today's edition of Growing Your Wealth, presented by Madrona Financial. Here's Brian Evans. Interest rates
2: are at historical lows, and that has put a big dent into a lot of people's retirement plans. They were planning on clipping their coupons with laddered bond portfolios and so forth. But as we look at interest rates right now, certainly at. 6.7 for a 10-year Treasury, or 0.3 for a five-year, or not even one and a half percent on a 30-year. It's going to be very difficult for people to have a decent retirement clipping coupons on bonds. But it does offer some interesting other opportunities. One, of course, is if you're investing in real estate, or if you own real estate and you're refinancing. Certainly, it might be a good time to think about refinancing, uh, especially your consumer debt, the higher interest rate stuff, into your house and get a very, very low interest rate, and maybe move it from a 30-year loan to a 15-year loan to pay it off quicker You even get a better interest rate with that than you would with a 30 so lots of things you can do there you can also do something with in real estate and passive real estate called leveraged arbitrage so what is that let's say the arbitrage part is let's say that you had a lease and it was a Walmart and they were gonna guarantee the lease payments you feel pretty good about that long-term lease and they're gonna give you six percent and let's say the bank says well we'll lend you the money to buy that Walmart at three percent and so you say well gosh I'm making a three percent difference There, I'd like that. Well, what if you could sign your name and multiply that by five by putting a small down payment? Then you leverage that difference. And so your rate of return goes way up. So that's the term leverage arbitrage that is available in passive real estate investing today.
0: And that was Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, Madrona Financial, investments, retirement, taxes, and legacy. MadronaFinancial.com.
1: Get your free copy of Brian's latest book, The Complete Book of Retirement, It covers everything from the basics of retirement planning to passive real estate investing. Arm yourself with information and take control of your retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA for your free copy or visit madronafinancial.com.
0: Do you ever worry if your CPA and financial advisor are on the same page? You won't have to if you call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. Now, back to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian
2: Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. and this segment, we're going to be talking about President Biden's tax proposals.
1: And Brian, we just talked about leaving a legacy and uh, passing on assets to your children or, uh, you know, charities, that sort of thing. Basically, has President Biden's new tax proposals meant that this is going to be a little
2: more challenging than it's been in the past? Yes, it could be a lot more challenging. Um Eliminating step-up in basis is is a big one. Now, step-up in basis essentially, you know, the, you're leaving uh, your legacy, your assets to your children uh, when you pass away. And when you pass away, there's a reset on the cost basis. Mm-hmm. There's a reset on the taxable gain. It resets fresh. You don't have any on most of your assets. Uh, the one assets that you don't get a reset on are annuities and retirement accounts, IRA type accounts. But other, you know, real estate and stocks that have appreciated in value, you pass away, you leave them to your your heirs. They don't have to pay income tax on the gain that you had during your lifetime. So that's how we've had generational transfer since the beginning of time. That's how it's worked. And so now the proposal is to change all of that, Uh, changing it to instead of being able to pass the assets down without having to sell them to pay a tax. Now, the requirement will be you got to sell them to pay the tax. So the, instead of generational transfer, it will be governmental transfer. I was talking to one of my clients from Norway, and he, you know he's familiar with socialism and so forth. And I said, well, this is pure, you know, this is pure socialism. He says, oh, no, no, it's not socialism isn't this bad. We never, they never did this, this bad where I came from. They didn't take 40% of the assets every time someone passed away and essentially take 40 or maybe even 50 in the state of Washington with our new pretend, what is it, an excise tax. It's not an income tax on capital gains. So where every time a generation wants to pass assets down, half the money goes to governmental agencies uh, to dissipate that so that eventually, you know, the government gets the assets instead of your errors, your multi-generational errors. So yes, this could be a huge, huge thing to uh, generational transfer as we know it. I hope people are talking about this more because, oh my gosh, uh, it's right there in front of us. It was some, something between socialism and communism says governments need to confiscate assets. Mm-hmm. And this is an enormous, enormous confiscation of assets. That is being brewed up uh, by the Biden tax proposal.
1: That's interesting. And it is unfortunate, too, that people may lose the family farm that's been in their family for generations and generations, that this indeed could happen. Also, President Biden uh, would also plan to raise the total top rate of capital gains, too.
2: Yeah, that's another one. I mean, there is a reason why capital gains, two main reasons why they had an advantageous rate to them. One is that a lot of your gains are just inflation. I mean, your value thing went up because of inflation. It's not worth more necessarily. It's just keeping you know, pace with that. So it would be not fair to tax at the top rate because it's just inflation. The second reason is to encourage long-term investing. That's why we have capital gains, to encourage long-term investing. I would suspect that uh, any study would show that when you encourage long-term investment, that good things happen to your economy. And when you discourage long-term investments and take your money away, that you can't invest anymore. That's a bad thing for the economy. This is economics 101 it's probably 001 it's so (laughs) basic (laughs) there was such a thing it's economics 001 we'll call it on here to encourage long-term investing makes sense now the proposal is let's discourage long-term investing let's make that the highest rate out there and the state of washington's piling onto that saying let's even you know if you earned money you have a lower rate than if you invested long-term and sold something, you would actually pay a higher rate, a penalty for being a long-term investor. That's what the, the Biden Inslee proposals are right now, that they want to penalize you for long-term investing. This is so basic that this is wrong. Right. And so it's going to have a negative impact. And so you're gonna take away the money from those people that are entrepreneurs and investors and replace it with government spending. You know, I was talking about the, the words of Solomon. You talk about vapor. Uh, money going to government <laughs> becomes vapor, vapor. Pretty, uh, generally pretty quick, whereas <laughs> long-term investing is not. So, I don't know, what do I really think about it, Jeff? i yeah. just like, oh my gosh, I hear these things. It just kinda, I, I just shake my head as, But I guess, you know, we have attorneys and politicians making up the rules, not economists or CPAs or anything like that.
1: We're talking about some of President Biden's uh, new proposals here and how it could affect you insofar as estate planning. Also, an important estate planning strategy is going to be eliminated, or at least it is proposed to be eliminated, and that's the end of the stretch IRA.
2: Yeah, you know, when you leave IRA money behind, it used to be you could spread it out over time, and and that way you didn't have to jack up your your income tax brackets by taking a whole bunch out at once, and, and that's being taken away. And, It occurred to me one other thing, uh, the point I was just making, the state of Washington penalizing long-term investors. Now we even have our attorney general, uh, Ferguson, he's really behind this, no, 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 we've got to keep this tax because it's being challenged, and as it should be, because income taxes are unconstitutional, and he's buying into this whole, oh no, it's an excise tax. I mean, no, it's not. Everybody knows this. You know this. The attorney should, You know, I think, you know, attorney general should take the law the way it's written and not try and change the law. I don't think that's their job, but we're seeing that happen to push this through. Again, a, a transfer to governmental agencies from people because, and it, it occurred to me, one of the biggest arguments was, well, we should have this tax because it really doesn't affect that many people. Well, if it doesn't affect that many people, why do you need the tax? You know, it's like, come on. Yeah. That's your rationale. It doesn't affect you. Okay, I get that. Uh, but doesn't make it right. doesn't make it constitutional. doesn't mean you can change the meaning of words from income to excise. doesn't mean any of that stuff. Uh, you can lie to yourself all day long go for it. But the reality is you are lying to yourself. You're lying when you're saying all these things. It it shouldn't be upheld. And we'll see how that works out.
1: Well, taxes and health care are two of the biggest expenses that you will have in retirement and in your life in general. And talking about taxes here, I mean, you talked also in a recent show about a new long-term care tax, yet another tax here in Washington.
2: Oh boy, there's just no end to the appetite. Yeah, it's a terrible, terrible program. It's a terrible coverage uh, for long-term care. Everybody that earns wages, unless you're a federal government employee, is going to have to pay for the rest of your lives, and most of you probably won't see any benefit from it. So especially older workers, because you won't have paid into it more than 10 years by the time you retire, and you won't be eligible for it if you're ever going to live outside the state. And I don't know who thinks $100 a day coverage for long-term care is going to be enough. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible plan. It's just a another example of non-economists, non-CPA types, non-money people just saying, you know, I just, I just think the government will fix everything. If the government just took more money from people, everything will be better. And that is just the the mantra right now. It's like more money from people is better. Give it all to the government because the government will take care of everything because we do such a good job. Look at how good we do with the postal service. Look how good we do with with efficiency. Well, okay, um, not so good. You know, I, you know, boy, I'm going to get on my soapbox here if I don't watch it here. But yeah, I don't think that taking more money from citizens to give the government is the answer to all of our problems.
1: Yeah, well, I love it when you get under your soapbox, Brian. You just make too much sense here, and I just sit and soak it all in, like our listeners do. You know, with all the taxes and so forth, uh, it's becoming a tax-infested state. And I know we don't have a state income tax, but we make up for it in other areas. From the clients that you work with, are a lot of them taking note of this or are many of them taking note of it and saying, I may want to maybe take my life to another state?
2: Absolutely. Having that conversation a lot. And it can get to a point where, uh, and we've seen this in other countries, where there's wealth created and it's getting, you know, terrible there. Um, well, even, you know, you see what's happening in China and, and you know, people moving to Vancouver or wherever and bringing their money over there because it just is untenable to stay where they're at. And so, you know, we're, we're probably going to get to a point when it gets if it well, I'm not going to say probably because I, I don't think the current administration is going to be there in four years personally. But if it was and if it kept going the, the way that it, they want it to, uh, we might see people not only out of state, but moving money overseas, maybe setting up trusts or, or having uh, money overseas. We saw that with the G7 meetings here. Um, you know, there's a lot of corporations moved to Ireland because Ireland was wanting to attract businesses by offering the lowest income taxes, corporate taxes in the, in the world. And so the group got together and said, hey, we ought to have a minimum tax so that people don't just uh, sell you know, corporate headquarters uh, to the lowest, highest bidder by giving them the lowest tax rates. So country companies move out of the United States to Ireland, and they'll pay Ireland's taxes because they don't want to pay U.S. corporate taxes. So they were passing that. So you can tax yourself. uh, Well, we see what's happening with California and New York and places like that. People are leaving because they're just saying, I'm not going to be here. If the United States taxes too much, they'll leave the United States.
1: Well, I think I'm going to listen to Taxman a little bit later on today and uh, Mm -hmm. enjoy that. That's what came to mind there. You're listening to Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services, Devour Evans CPAs. Once again, if you'd like a complimentary financial plan, as in no cost and no obligation, you have at least $500,000 to invest, you're looking to hire a new financial planner, call 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Also, check out the firm if you would at madronafinancial.com. Out of time for this week, Brian, I want to thank everybody for listening to us. And thank you so much for your time. For Brian Evans, I'm Jeff Shade. Get out there for a great weekend. We'll talk to you again next week with another edition of Growing Your
2: Wealth. This is Brian Evans, founder of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPA and host of the Growing Your Wealth radio show. If you're close to or in retirement and don't have a tax plan, get one. It could mean hundreds of thousands of dollars throughout your retirement. Our country has been spending like never before and that tax bill is coming. At Madrona Financial Services, we help build tax strategies into retirement and investment plans designed for you to help keep more of your gains. Take action and call us at 844-MADRONA to schedule a retirement tax analysis today. That's 844-MADRONA. After World War II, taxes reached 90% and were as high as 70% in the 80's. Don't be caught off guard. You can retire right and on your terms call to schedule a virtual or in-person review. Our number is 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com.
1: If taxes are keeping you from selling your highly appreciated income property, Madrona Financial Services has an exciting offer for commercial real estate owners. We have a team that's solely dedicated to helping real estate investors defer the taxes on the sale of their highly appreciated income property with a Delaware statutory trust. A DST qualifies as a 1031 like-kind exchange, so you can potentially defer your gains and reinvest them in income-producing commercial properties. And best of all, you can invest in a DST without any of the hassles or responsibilities of being a landlord or property manager. When you work with Madrona Financial Services, you'll be working with a team of CPAs and investment advisors with extensive DST experience. Now you have the freedom to sell your highly appreciated income property, still enjoy the benefits of investing in real estate, and potentially defer the taxes on your income property with a 1031 exchange. Learn more at 844-MADRONA or visit us at madrona1031.com.